Red Shades. Okay, let's talk some shit. Ooh, uh, sorry for the potty mouth. Just trying to introduce my next guest appropriately. Red Shades is a do-it-yourselfer whose name I have heard countless times over the past few years. She is a busy woman and talent. A hip-hop artist, producer, videographer, public speaker, educator, and youth mentor. Red has also been nominated and or won several Boston Music Awards for Breakthrough Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, 6-1 Session Artist of the Year, and I am sure there are many more coming. I had the opportunity to sit with her on a rainy day at the Record Co. in their brand new facility, which is gorgeous. I was also fortunate to have former guest, the awesome Brandy Blaze, join me as co-host, which is why this episode is a two-parter. I had a great time talking to Red and Brandy. The first episode is just Red and yours truly. Part two is when Brandy Blaze enters the room, and then we really start talking some shit. Oh, uh, sorry. Potty mouth. Anyways, uh, here is my conversation with Red Shades, recorded at the Record Co. in Boston, Massachusetts. I usually keep all my different lives that I live separate, yeah. and I'm learning this year to sort of merge them. Yeah. So I seen one that you said they're a musician, but they were like a doctor or something too. It was like a woman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's on, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we talked to uh, just recently uh, Linnea Herzog. I think yeah. I think she is. Uh, she does research at the Broad Institute. Yeah, mad yeah this, you said you, this is like your second scientist yeah. And we had talked to someone a couple years before who works at the Broad Institute who works with Ebola. She's like a top wow. virologist in the country, and she's got this rock band in Boston. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why we started doing the podcast is because musicians like yourself, they, you have other, it's not just, that's not your only thing that you do. It's you've got nah. several lives yeah. or whatever you're doing. <laughs> And you know, sometimes it's not relevant, and it's just you know they just they're just you know hustling and doing mm-hmm. their doing their day job. But sometimes it's really interesting. Yeah, it like is. Joe, Joe is really interesting. <laughs> he's in a... no, he's so not. So I know that one of your professions is photography, but what else? If you don't mind me asking, that's it. Okay, I figured. I, there's been you're the second person like this is all I do. This is all I do. This is all you do. Right now, I'm not getting paid. Neither oh, of us get paid. I, yeah, I don't get paid by Chuck. I just like. <laughs> Yeah, I'll buy him a beer. Maybe, maybe if he's good. Now, how does so? How does this work for guests with these uh, behind-the-scenes photos? Are we allowed to like have them and post them on socials, or no? With the the final one, this is it. As as far as Joe's concerned, I don't don't mind. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we have a lot of our guests take. I mean, he's in such amazing shots that they use it for their photo all the time. Yeah, it's like because I. it's going to be black and white? It can be both. It can oh, be anything, anything you want. excuse me. Okay. I uh, love I that theme. Color. I shoot in color, but he, he likes his... Black and white. Well, we do... We, it used to be all black and white, and now it's just one picture that is the icon for mm-hmm. the podcast. Which you click on to listen. Yeah, that's the only one that's black and white, mm-hmm. and then everything else. Because we, we're just getting too many good... You know what it started with? It started with um, Mark Isotope guy. Remember Isotope? Maybe got the picture of him. You know Isotope? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the couch. He was on like this purple couch and the light was just so, I mean, it was an amazing shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's when I was like, you know what? We need to have more color. B said that, well, Brandy um, said that 
she's on her way. She got caught up at work. So I don't know if you wanted to, I'm completely okay with waiting, but if you wanted to start and then, cause it can be like, non-traditional yeah she can walk there's in no, on it there's and, no and traditional and thing oh, okay yeah so whatever you want to do if you want to wait you can no, let's if, go. You, if you want to go we can go but let's go she did respond that's good okay so um let's talk some shit the middle of all, we're gonna talk some shit joe <laughs> joe we're gonna talk some shit no but yeah that's that's <laughs> that's one of her, that's one of her 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 songs. My singles. <laughs> Gonna talk. Although it's it's not spelled out. It's got the little asterisks in there, so it doesn't look like a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not gonna we're gonna make this. Uh, um, I like bad words. Explicit. The, explicit. Yeah. <laughs> you have to mark. You have to mark podcast as explicit if there's any curse words or anything in there, and because because Apple can kick you off right just like one of the the most not even raunchy but the most explicit episode i think you've had thus far is definitely miss hot sauce oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) really yeah danielle johnson interesting yeah Yeah. no danielle she's 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 freaking hot right now i see her she's everywhere everywhere Everywhere. and it's been like that for a few years and i'm glad um i never stop you from talking joe and you've been in several episodes so i don't want to hear any crap from you (laughs) Um, so let's talk some shit. Let's I get want, it. I wanted to start, start talk with start like that. So. Let's let's do it. So let's do it. That's great. Uh, my first question is: What is your favorite color? My favorite color. I have. It's can a, I have more than one? Because well, no, I know you're gonna expect me to say red. Yeah. But I have more than. Uh, one well, color. I know you're you're a multi-faceted <laughs> individual. But if you had to choose one. Okay. It's, it's kind of a joke. But red, if you, red. But if you want to <laughs> say the other colors, that's fine with me too. If you want to talk, I, I'm about gonna. It. I'm trying something new today, so I'll stick with one. Red. Red. <laughs> well, you know, the last episode I did was with Red on Red Records. I saw that. Isn't that? Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of? I saw that. I was like, hmm. Funny, I'm doing two reds in a row. Yeah, two reds in a row. Two reds today. in a row. <laughs> I, mean, I need to. I need to do the triple, like your, like your, your aura. Oh. Thing. Your triple. Aura thing. Yeah, my, a, my trilogy series. Yeah, your huh? trilogy. Okay. I need to do a third one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know anyone else named Red though. Red buttons. You know anybody else named Red? Right. No. <laughs> this, is, this, this isn't going anywhere. Um, <laughs> Red Fox. Oh yeah, Red Fox. So how are you? I'm I'm well. You know what? I'm I'm feeling great. Funny yeah. thing, like today, it's just like because of the weather, it's it was gross. like weird energy. I was like. I was sort of like kind of sluggish, and then once it got closer to coming over here, I'm now I feel like I'm back in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel better. I feel chill. Yeah, I was I was the same way. I was like, as soon as I left my apartment, even though it was disgusting outside, and yeah. it's really disgusting outside. It's really gross. Um, I kind of like the rain. You like it? Oh, I like the rain too. So but to, it, to drive in, yeah, it's it just, just like Ugh. it was just you know dusk and eh, it's kind of humid out a little bit, and I knew I was going to see Joe. <laughs> And it's it's very gloomy too. It was so gloomy. I don't know. So I, was, I like the rain too, but yeah. I don't know, for whatever reason. But um, I feel like I got my second wind as well. And luckily, we have our equipment fixed, and that's and that's all good. I did want to talk about uh, just very briefly your podcast, Red Shades by the Hour. At oh, the hour. What? wait a minute! Before yeah. we get into this, I already know what type of. Okay, this is what we're gonna do today. Well, no, not really. Okay. I, I I pull a few of these out of my. You know what? I love pocket, when people do research like that. That but, is from like ten years ago, yeah. if not more. Well, you said. You know, I, I have to be honest. I think I heard this on another podcast that you did. 
but yeah, so you did a podcast back in uh, 2010. 2010. Actually, 09. 09. Mm-hmm. So that is early. And I mean, the first podcast I had ever heard was probably like 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. And that was like really before they knew what po- anyone That's knew what I was going to say. I don't even think was. it was called podcast. It was kind of like talk radio and yeah. like online radio. Well, it was like This American Life, I think it was the first podcast I'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, that was when the iTunes came out and and um, you know the the uh, what are you what are those music Apple music iPods the, the iPods came yep, out so yep. that's you know I mean it seems like that was a hundred years ago but I mean it kind of was a hundred years ago but it, it also seems like yesterday to me that those that those came out same but, I remember yeah so you were doing you were doing a podcast yeah that's what I was saying I was like I kind of was doing that before it was like a thing it was but like how this old were you? I was like 19, 18, 19 so you're just old. out of high school. Just out of high school. I actually remember promoting it my senior year of high school. Oh, like, cool. hey, everybody, I'm starting this new show. And um, yeah, I started playing a bunch of independent artists from around the world. That was the beauty of it. It was like, I didn't have like my stamp or my foot in the city uh-huh. um, just yet. Uh-huh. And I knew everybody from everywhere but Boston. Like, I knew a, a few people from school and sports and doing that. But like, the, the people that I met while doing that show were from Australia and all parts of the continental U.S. It was crazy. How do you, I mean, how do you get in touch with them? How did, I mean, was it just about playing their music or did you actually no, talk to so them? No, so what happened was, unbeknownst to me, on Blog Talk Radio, that was my platform uh, that I was doing the show on. And it was just online? It was just online. Yeah. They had a virtual switchboard. Everything, everything was like digital, right? And this was like on the brink of this new era that we're all yeah, in yeah. today and that it's all normal, right? Yeah. So there used to be these chat rooms that came with every show. Okay, so yeah, as, as soon as you launched your radio show, a chat room would appear and people that were listening in could, they could listen via phone yeah. or they could chat. So and it's online. I, so it's everywhere. It was everywhere. So what happened was I would go to a lot of other shows on that platform as well. And I would join the chat room just, you know, just to fill it out. I wanted to see how does this even work? Blog talk radio. Right. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, getting all these friends and so my parents they would come check in because they was like you know I, was, I grew up an only child they're like what are you doing in here like you stay in here all day you only really come out for breaks and who are you talking to and i'm like oh these are my friends mom i was like <laughs> they're like what friends like do you see them face to face and i'm like no and so that was like the running joke in the house my dad was like you know all your friends are like digital friends <laughs> and you know now look that you know this is normal yeah, but back then it was like they were joking and uh so I ended up gaining this like sense of community yeah. on Blog Talk Radio, and then when I launched my show, which was about a few months later, yeah. it was it just took off. And, and how long did you do it for? I did it for about a year and a half. How many episodes did you do? do you I don't remember. Maybe like sixty. Um, oh, okay. So, or or maybe yeah, you know. But because uh, it lasted about a year and a half, and I, I would do it every Sunday. Yeah. And then I went to college, so yeah. I couldn't really yeah, stay yeah. consistent. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. You still have them? You still have like they're the still up there? Yeah, oh, you, there's you a link. You can oh. go and I, you right, know, I'll put the link on your on your page. Yeah, I, every there, now and then I go and be like, well, you know, I'm looking at the topics I was discussing. I'm like, who was that? Especially you were just a little kid. Uh, yeah, right? you know, just, but uh, they these were some pretty interesting, serious topics. I was like, okay, I always had like an old school. Old I mean, so <laughs> I think I think I mean honestly, everyone should start a podcast. It's just an easy thing to do. It's cheap to do. And it's like, and you can just talk about whatever you want to talk about. I don't know who cares if anyone listens or not, you know, but for a teenager or someone in college to do something and like something serious and talking about serious issues or talking about something they love, it's, 
it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, I think it really molded me. It helped mold me into who I am today. I think it's all relevant. It seems like the <laughs> beginnings of what you eventually morphed into. Yeah, there. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, cool, cool. All right, so that's that. Um, you know, your father had a big influence on you getting into music. And not only that, I believe I saw him and is it your, no, no, it wasn't your sister, because mm-hmm. uh, you don't, you're an only child. Yep. But there was another woman singing with you in, the, uh, that you thought your dad was, was your dad in the video too? There's a video. Oh, is it Keep did. It Moving Moving? Are you talking about, is this an <sighs> old video? Sitting, no, 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 it's pretty new. You're sitting in a car, they call me Shades, is it that one? Oh, so that's an, an so I have an no, animated video for it's that. No, that one, it's not the So animated. is it the recipe, it's a new one off of Phil Dior, like a yes, recent, I within so. the last year? I think so. So... This is um, the recipe, I think. Because your dad, your dad's in the video. Yes, he okay. is in that at okay. the end, the and next... I go, "Oh, I, I said I asked my pops," and he goes like this. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. your father used to be was was a musician. Is, yeah. is a musician still? He was. Yep. He it, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. So, to, what did he do? What was he doing? He was back a, in the day? he was in a hip hop rap group um, here in Boston. Yep, here in Boston, back in the mid to late nineties. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll say early. So the, just the nineties and. But when I remember, it was like mid-90s, mid to late. And uh, I was just with him everywhere around the city. You know, this is Boston during the golden era, as they say, and and when guerrilla marketing was in full effect. So I would be with him when he was like putting up posters on the payphones and going into bodegas. Right, you know? So I just saw everything when he was getting ready for like video shoots and... His biggest moment was when they opened up for his favorite rapper of all time, which is Rakim. So it was a big night for him. And Where was that? Where did he open up from? I, I think it was the Strand or the... Or I, but don't don't quote right, me on right, that. I'll right. ask him. Right. But it was somewhere at a like historical place in Boston. And they opened up there and he was so excited. And I just remember like everything that happened before they went on. Obviously, I couldn't attend the show. Yeah. So, what's, your, yeah. what's your father's name? His rap name? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it was Terrasson back then, and he was in a group called Killing Field. So he was a rapper? Yeah, he was a rapper. Not a singer? No, not did a he singer. Play, did he play an instrument? No. So it was just, just rapping? He was just rapping and back so he, then. he was a writer, too? Yes, he was a songwriter. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. You got video? You must have stuff. Of, oh, yeah. Of, of... You know, and we'll, I, I don't want to, you know, jump the gun on any of these questions. No, but jump it all you want. On my album for Phil Diora, there was this big, like, visual movie component that was going to go with yes. it. That was going to tie everything together. Yes. There, and, you know, I still want to complete that. But there will be footage of his old you know, music days, heyday. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's really the heyday of when mm-hmm. hip hop started really becoming what it became. Yes. Right. I mean, I'm not a hip hop historian by mm-hmm. any means, which is why I'm, I'm glad Brandy was coming. <laughs> but I do know, I mean that, and you know, yo MTV raps came out mm-hmm. at that point and, you know, and hip hop just became, you know, that was just the, the seeds of what it, a, the massive, most popular art form in the, in the world and it was Today. supposed to be a fad. I you know. know? <laughs> I know. According to them. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I got the bug. Uh, my mom like had this vast music collection. So us having so many cultures like in my upbringing, yeah. my music, my musicality and my music like knowledge is just vast. Yeah. And your mom sings too. 
She sings on one of your songs, right? So I put my so I put my family and friends on music, but they're not necessarily yeah, artists. Yeah, okay. So right. my mom's not a singer, no. Yeah. But my mom did so I on one side of my family we grew up West Indian, specifically Jamaica. Okay. So the language that we speak is patois. Okay. So my mom did speak a little bit of patois on one of my earlier records. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> is that on the EP or it's on um my debut album Magnetic Aura Magnetic and the song Aura. was called okay. Sapio Love. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yep. That's cool. I had my mom on for an episode. You had your mom on too? We, we, me and Ron interviewed our moms. Oh, that's so We called dope. it the mom episode and we just talked about music and what they used to listen to and what to that, listen to. Well, okay, I got I to gotta check that yeah, one out. That was a good one. But um, I'll give you a, a, I'll say a special exclusive. Yeah. If you go on my YouTube channel right. and go way back to like okay. my early videos. I saw a lot of YouTubes on, of you. Yeah. There's, there's a video of my mom rapping on a song that you won't find it on any project because again, this is early, early Red Shades. Yeah. It's a video we put together on like a digital camera. It's so like blurry, right? right. My mom, wrapped a verse oh, and my dad so I put the whole family on there my cousins are all in it and oh, that's, that's what I used to, that's what I was known to do I would bring everybody like come on be in this movie I'm doing be in this video well that was your <laughs> undergrad degree in right yes. in, it was in film yes right? it was film and uh, video Fitch, Fitchburg State yes yeah <laughs> so that was your initial trajectory right or was that just kind of something that you were doing and you thought you could use it I think it was with- concurrent with so you know what it became concurrent during my teen years but music was always the first like that's where I first sparked interest as far as my creative side yeah. because I was using what is now called, I think, FL Studios, Fruity Loops in my time, uh-huh. uh, making beats. Okay. That's how what a lot of producers use um, and microphones. So anything of that nature, singing, poetry, rapping, all that, that's what I was doing yeah. and performing. And then once I got older, all these other things started coming out. So I started taking an interest in film. And at first I thought I wanted to act like on front of the camera. Then I realized "Hmm, all the things that I like are behind the scenes. Hmm. So I started doing that. And I had quite a journey to get there because Fitchburg didn't accept me initially for that program. I had to work my way into it. It's a a tough program. So you got to go in and go to Berkeley for a year. And I wanted to get into the production program their studio production program is like a brand new thing wow so like audio Audio, or or yeah going into the studio being a production engineer wow and i wanted to do that and they're like you have to you have to go into school and you have to have the grades because everybody wants to do it and it's like a very nice you know it's a great program yeah and uh, i left before i could even do that but um but look at you now though look at me now look at me now joe (laughs) you're seeing what you're saying in front of you (laughs) You're pinching yourself, aren't you? <laughs> but you're still doing film. Yeah, to, you know, I'm still for, involved. Eventually, the goal is to make a full transition into it yeah. within like the next three years for yeah. sure. Well, you wanted to do that that feature. Yep. That uh, got postponed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know and I was going to hone in more on my skills doing that because I do give, you know, directors and other people involved in the film that space to to flex their creativity yeah. but uh, I also write treatments and and I like to direct and I and I like editing so I yeah. wanted to get more experience doing that as well yeah. so that was going to be that moment for me so I thought have you worked with other film people outside of school yeah I have like but it always because of my brand now is Red Shades. It's yeah. like I kept finding myself in front of the camera and I'm yeah, trying yeah. to get behind <laughs> it. Yeah. So I was like going to be a part of this like play turn like type of visual thing or I do a lot of interviews or video 
specials with other like film students from Emerson and all this yeah. thing. So I still get to be like a part of it, but just not where I'd like to be. Yeah, I'm yeah. always like the talent. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it tough being a talent? I know how it's hard it is being a talent. Yeah, especially if you don't too much care about like the popularity or the, the fame. Like I'm very much okay with playing the back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to be an actor. I don't know if you know that, Joe. I used to be an actor. <laughs> That's a running joke when I say that. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw. Joe's but not I, paying you no, any money. Well, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, and I've done both. I was, I was, I produced some film and stuff like that, and I in some theater. There's excitement on both sides. I, I love being a part of of the whole process. Yeah, the production <laughs> is just. I just love it. Yeah. I love. I think what it is for me is I love seeing something come to fruition. Yeah. From like nothing or like a plan or hey we're gonna do this. I think my favorite stage of production is the production, like yeah. while you're filming it, and then I love to see in post, like you know all the special effects. It's just it makes me so excited. So well, I can't it comes, wait to. It, it comes back to something that you've sort of embraced more recently, and more recently might be, I mean maybe it's a little big, bigger of a window is collaboration. Yes. You can't make a film, you can't do a play, you can't do anything like that without working with other people. You can't. So, But that's something that's kind of morphed into your, or been more incorporated into your music, especially with the last album. Yeah, so what I'll say is like, I used to identify as a bedroom artist, being that I was like an only child and not knowing many people and growing up like sheltered, I wasn't, I didn't have like those memories of like, hanging out late nights on the streets and being here at this place. Like a lot of my time in my like adolescent years was spent, you know, as far as when I was up here, cause I spent a lot of time in Georgia as well. So when I was up here, I spent a lot of time in the room. So that is where I created like some of my most personal work to mm -hmm. date. And so I didn't really, it wasn't even about being snobbish and like, no, I'm not going to collaborate with anybody. I didn't really know no, anybody. No, no, so I, I was it. like, I was like, I don't even know like where to reach out. So it's evident on my first album, the two collaborators is, is one of my close friends and my mom. That's it. And uh, when it, there's five years between my debut album and Feel the Aura, but I did do an EP did, in EP between, between right? That, right, right? So in there, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this different energy. I'm like, I know way more people now. I got way more involved in the community as more than just a musician. So I was like, you know what, let's like sort of bring this all together, yeah. right? Yeah. So the second one, you know, which a lot of people say is hard to do, when you have a lot of hands involved in the kitchen, it can mess up the meal. Yeah. That's what I always know, right? <laughs> Yeah. But luckily, all the collaborators that I had on the album, it just was, in my opinion, cohesive and, yeah, yeah. and seamless. So I was happy for that. It's definitely scary to start asking someone to work with you because it could end up being a disaster. It could. And it can it can destroy relationships. It can. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it can be stressful, mm -hmm. you know, as, you know, as long as you. Yeah. Right, Joe. <laughs> luckily, Joe and I get along. But it certainly changes the way you do things, especially when you are. DIY, right? You, oh, yeah. You do it, everything is yourself. Through and through. So when you're a DIY person, you having another voice kind of saying, eh, no, no, I don't like what you're doing, or that's wrong, or, you know, or, you know, you should try it this way. That's, you know. Well, see, I, I went, so I, I did a, a unique way with this collaboration. It wasn't the typical, hey, can you work with me? I made them all feel special. Yeah. I invited them with their own personal invite. And when they, I sent them a doodle poll to pick the times that work best for the writing session and for the recording session. Cause 
once you find out what I do on my day and my day job, that my organizational skills, you'll be like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. So I set this all up, had this plan for months, sent it out to them. Already they're like, oh, absolutely, because they feel special, right? And when we come over, when we meet up for the writing session, this is another thing because I'm very particular about the energy that I let inside my house. I let every collaborator we created this inside my apartment. And it was under red light. So they had to create in my aura for the the album. And they got a kick out of it. They loved it. There's videos that documented all of that. And everybody sitting on the couch writing their verses in red light. This is the um, feel the aura behind the shades. So that's the documentary that kind of hints on that. But all their separate... Videos are called the aura sessions. Yeah, those, uh, that's the what aura those sessions. were. Yeah. Okay, so that those are the ones you've been able to put out. Mm-hmm. You just weren't able to do the full the full film. Yeah, yeah, the film was gonna be like high quality production. All those were like shot off the cell phone. Whatever yeah, yeah. we got in the the studio, yeah. that was uh, the collaboration videos. So yeah. I kind of like cell phone shots and like I love watching music documentaries and things like that. And a lot of the old shots, the old footage, mm-hmm. is done with Super Eight. Yeah. You know, back yeah. in the 70s and 80s, you know, and even in the 90s. And now they're so, creating filters to like... To make it look to like remember, that, right? Yeah, yeah. So it really kind of puts like, it kind of puts a, a timestamp on it to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? So you can kind of say like, okay, this is old stuff. And it also kind of gives the idea of like, this is just starting out. These are people who just turn their phone on and press record. Yeah. And they're just beginning to become what they eventually... Become. become and then but now with this the iphone megapixels i know and all now that, it looks so, fantastic people shoot movies with that now so it's crazy so yeah we i kind of wanted that raw authentic feel for those and then the film was going to be like produced so where's yeah. the so where's the film now what's going to happen with it honestly you know i i still want to complete that because it's very much still relevant none of the information's changed it was going to tie in because i feel like my personal music journey here in the city a lot of people didn't know who I was until the last like two, three years. Yeah. Um, so it was really going to tie in and show them like my journey up until that point yeah. and tie in songs from all my projects into that. And they were going to play into the story as well. So there's a script. There's already a script. We were scouting locations. I'm just going to pause because that's Brandy. Okay. Hey, yep. Yeah. Hello. Hey, you can come right in. They said you can buzz. Does she need a code or anything? Yeah, you know what? Why don't we just go I get her? Char- we're going to come get you. Oh, Joe, you want to go get her? She's okay. she's at the front door. Joe's coming to get you. So Brandy Blaze will be joining us, ladies, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right, go ahead. But go yeah, ahead. I had a script. Yeah. Um, everything was right. We were scouting locations and we were having production calls. It was, it was, a, it was documentary, right? Yeah. It wasn't no, like no, a, no, no. It it's was, a movie. It's a movie. The documentaries are is behind the shade. So this is a, this is a this was a feature film. Feature film based on a true story kind of thing. Yes, that incorporated oh. all the, my projects thus far, including oh, the I new didn't album. Know that. I thought it was just documentary. T- type no, style, we, the documentary's out. Yeah. Were you gonna play yourself? Yeah. yeah. In the older years, we had a younger person. We all that was like you. It was all gonna make sense and tie it together wow. because I'm a conceptual person. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you haven't shot anything. We weren't able, as soon as we were going to begin filming, COVID just was like shutting everything down. Yeah. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Not that everything shut down, but you think maybe postponing it? No, I think it was a good thing because, you know, this album sort of like served as a soundtrack to the pandemic in the city because a lot of people stopped releasing things. I remember 
um, contemplating whether or not I should still release it because my goal was to always release it in July. Yeah. And there was going to be the, a movie premiere yeah. with it and yeah. all this type of stuff. And I think it was really good that that didn't happen because it just showed me how much, how impactful that the project was and not just the project itself, the timing, the my marketing campaign that I had with it still being, that's the feedback that I've heard is just yeah. like, you know, we're figuring out how to drop singles and you dropped a full length album in smack dead of a pandemic when all of us felt lost. Yeah. And it's funny that you started with the questions that you did because all of those younger years doing that radio show and live streaming yeah. is the reason why I was able to pivot in the pandemic. My dad gave me, he always gives me great pep talk and you'll hear on all the albums, right? Yeah. He said, why don't you just go back to doing what you were doing when you were a little girl? He was like, "You, this is your lane. You've done all of this before. You're shy, and this is you did everything digitally and online before. This is your moment. Now you don't have to be in those big venues, so let's just do that. And yeah. we that was the best advice he gave me, and I ended up inspiring a lot of people because of it. Awesome. Yeah. Speaking of inspiration... <laughs> Don't forget to listen to part two of my conversation with Red with special co-host Brandy Blaze. I would like to thank Red for the conversation. You can listen and purchase her music at chillininintheshade.com. That's chillin' without the G. I would also like to thank Brandy Blaze for trekking out in the awful weather to co-host the second episode, which you should listen to next. I would also like to thank Matt MacArthur from The Record Co. for his hospitality and for letting us record in their new facility and also for the tour. You have to check out therecordco.org and see what they have done with the place. Go to AboveTheBasement.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, join us on Patreon, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. From all of us at Above the Basement, thanks for listening. Tell your friends and remember, Boston music, like its history, is unique. <laughs>